Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is Wonderful. This is Wonderful, a show where we talk about things that are good, that we like, that we're into. Rachel, you, if I can brag on you for a minute, Rachel just sprinted in the studio fresh out of the gym. Rachel's got... Yeah, I didn't realize how sweaty I was until you saw me and went, whoa. Whoa. (laughs) I'm just saying you are pumped up with... Just raw adrenaline, True. just coursing through your veins. I'm, I'm jealous because you're yeah. riding that. You're zooted. You want to start something? No, I don't. Please. <laughs> um, I'm just. I just feel like maybe I should have done a few laps around the block to be uh-huh. on the same level as you because I don't have exercise energy for me right True. now. True. It's well, me. I can carry us both with my big strong arms now. They are very big and strong. I love my huge <laughs> wife. <laughs> Do you have any small wonders, huge wife? <laughs> I don't think I like that nickname. Okay. <laughs> um, are you prepared to go first? Um, yes. We, uh, in our continuing and unexpected streak of getting deeply absorbed by uh, Korean reality shows, have begun to watch Busted on Netflix, which is like... It it has big new new world vibes. A show you all know that I'm very fond of. Yeah, there are, there are mysteries, and there is a group of entertaining people, and there are, there are games and like yeah. escape escape rooms. Basically, uh, even has a few of the people have showed up who uh, were on New World, which is exciting. Uh, it's it's. I was so telling fun. Griffin. Uh, yeah, no, it, we, we quit the first season though. We should be clear. We did. Yes. The second episode of the first season left us a little bit high and dry, but, uh, we, we jumped to the second season. We love the like puzzles where they're like all engaged and they're like solving things, but sometimes they get a little plot heavy and you kind of just have to ride that out until they get to the next puzzle. (laughs) True. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. And again, like, what is this? Like the fifth Korean reality show that we have like like really gotten deeply into this year yeah what a what like physical 100 siren love after divorce i mean there's just so much uh-huh. there's so much what a what a what a delightful little, little uh adventure we've been on uh-huh um i thought of my my small wonder okay what do you got so we went out to dinner which was a big wonder. It was a very nice dinner. Huge wonder. And it was one of those dinners where you sit at like a counter with other people. Yeah. Uh, and there was this woman next to me and her sister, and it was her sister's birthday. And every dish that came out, <laughs> they were like, ooh, it wow. Was so good. I loved it. And part of the presentation was like they would put a dish in front of you, and then, of course, they would tell you about it. But every single time, the woman couldn't wait. She was just like, what is this? She's like, ooh, what's that? Yeah. Ooh, ooh, what's that? And whoever was setting it down was like, well, we'll, we'll tell you in a moment. If you I loved it. <laughs> we, I mean, it was this meal, maybe the fanciest uh, I've ever had. I know. I we felt that way too. Do, we don't, I mean, we never, ever go out to eat, let alone at fancy restaurants. And so in my mind, as soon as the dish was placed before me every time, I'd be like, what the fuck is that? Uh-huh. But I didn't verbalize uh-huh. it. And so I appreciated having a sort of like Greek chorus. <laughs> it was one of those things where people would take bites and like out of their control would be like oh that's so good and yeah. I'm like we're gonna keep saying that that's i think fun. i think yeah. that's gonna be part God, of it that was so good i love food <laughs> um i'm gonna talk about my thing first this week okay i i struggled last week to come up with a topic and uh-huh. so i 
sort of started trying to think more about this show and the topics I would want to bring to it in my day-to-day life and not like the morning that we record, right? Yeah, of course. That's been helpful for me because it has made me grateful for the things in my life that I take for granted. Like, for example, having a a reliable set of pain relief tools. (laughs) That is my subject this week. Uh I was going to focus on, on one thing and then I realized... I have a lot of ways when that I'm feeling very achy true. and sore of dealing with that. Uh-huh. And I enjoy all of that. Um, I had a hard time naming this segment where it didn't sound like I was about to talk about sex toys for 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. No, I, I would be hard to describe. A personal massager. Yeah, the implements you use without making it Which, sound. No judgment. That's just not what I'm going to be talking about today. Yeah, it is a kind of pleasure, but a different kind of pleasure. Yes, Uh, I'm talking about, you know, whether it is mechanized massage instruments or other tools you use on yourself to relieve tension or achiness or stress or whatever. Um, I've had pretty chronic, like, shoulder issues for the last, like, five years. It probably aligns actually pretty well with when we had children is probably when it really went into high gear. Yeah, Um, it's true. I've never had, like, a great neck and back. Um, and my, all right, <laughs> all right. We all it's know hard to say those two, we body all parts know insecure. where okay. you were going. Um, so I've seen, you know, I've talked about massage therapy on this show, which I think very highly of, uh, I've, I've seen specialists or whatever. Some, some stuff works, some doesn't, but the thing I keep coming back to is just a suite of remarkable, reliable little gadgets that get the job done every time. The number one off-court buddy, the one I was originally just going to talk about, I love a shiatsu ball massage machine. Yeah. Get those little balls rotating around. We have a uh, a belt, essentially, that has these two pairs of rotating orbs. That, that was given as a gift to me. <laughs> well, this is actually our second one because I did wear the first one out. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, no, I received I, I received a version of this from Travis and Teresa for, I believe, a Christmas present. Yes. Uh, and I used it uh, once a or twice. Times, and I used it about 400 times <laughs> uh, and broke it with the the, for, the force that I put, the gauntlet I put this massage machine Yeah, that's through. true. Uh, it's got these two balls. They rotate around. You put them, you can sort of wrap around your neck almost like a scarf. And then you have these two loops on the end of the belt that you put your hands in. And so you can kind of push the back of the thing into your meat. Yeah, that and hurts. Griffin, and man. Get the fuck in there. He I'm, gets in there. This thing is a lifesaver. <laughs> Nothing gets into my weird sort of topographical, like, shoulder meat like like this thing does if you are someone just if 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 you're considering if you're a home listener right now and you're saying is this for me uh if you like an elbow when you are being massaged that's what this is that's what this is this is just a couple elbows four hot elbows four (laughs) heated elbows that you just push right into your back man it you know a good deep tissue massage that's that's nice for the you know for the achiness that i bring to the table sometimes but you don't always got time to go over to the spa and hit that up. And so you got this little massage belt with these hot balls that just go fucking crazy on you back there. Um, honorable mention to, we've also used, we had a like a shiatsu massage chair 
where it was like a seat that you would sit in and then you could program like where the balls are on your to back. To be fair, it was like a cushion that goes on a chair. Yes. Uh, we didn't purchase a like freestanding chair. No, that would be, man, if I could get one of those airport chairs. I mean, people chairs, do. I people do. So. It's just, that's that's like a whole piece of furniture. I think I, I'm so, I like the control that the belt gives me because I feel like, mm-hmm. for one thing, I'm good at it now. Like I look like I'm flying a fucking hang glider <laughs> when I'm using it and I can get it right Right where I need it and just hold it there and just, you know, move stuff around. I also love uh, a trigger point massage gun. Rachel was a shockingly early adopter of the, I think it was a Thera gun. That you well, I bought me. it for you. Yeah. You got it for me and it was amazing. It's huge. They used to be gigantic. They are like the size of like, uh, like mixers that you would use for, you know, pancake batter yeah uh, and now they're all tiny and stuff the one i rock with now still very strong but it connects into like this hook like cane yeah and then you can hold that behind yourself to so get loud your heart. it's so loud rachel does not <laughs> i like made griffin machine. take it to another room he used to like you know we'd put the boys to bed and we turn on a program and then he pulled that thing out and i couldn't hear anything at all yeah. for the five minutes or whatever partially because of the noise of the thing but also partially because of the oh yeah like because i do yeah like i yell when it feels good the massage machine but you have assured me you don't do that when you receive a massage no christ no um i like it's just it's a game changer for like if i'm feeling like super achy in one very specific spot anywhere we Rachel and I have started well Rachel started a while ago going to the gym and I have been doing it with her for I don't know six weeks or so now uh and it's great I, I genuinely am shocked at how much I enjoy it but it has wrecked my shop in new and exciting ways so <laughs> having a little gun that I point at my thighs or whatever when I'm feeling sore yeah. there it's oh it's so good it's very intense but it's very dependable for for knocking out those those little knots and stuff. Um, I'm also a big fan of a heating pad for more sort of general like is, issues that are not like yeah. I have this one spot that is bad for me. Uh, a heating pad is, I think it's great that you can just have this little guy that you plug into uh, you know your wall. And do you, you have ice on, on that list? I do have ice on the list. I have like a ice what is essentially just sort of an ice brazier. I guess <laughs> is the only way I could describe it. That uh, was was prescribed to me by a physician, and uh, I mean you you purchased it without a prescription. <laughs> okay, fine. It wasn't. Yeah, it's not a prescription ice. Vest. <laughs> you didn't go to a pharmacy and they bought brought out the ice preserve <laughs> special ice. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Griffin. But, Griffin McElroy, your brazier is ready. Brazier, Griffin, it's you got to get this home in fifteen minutes, or it is useless. Um, it's great. It sucks to wear that one though, like a heating pad or a massage thing. I can, I like, am excited about that. Yeah, the ice vest. Well, you know, it does help if I'm like inflammated or whatever. Yeah, I then. will say ice. Ice surprises me, like because you always hear that, and you know when your kid like hits their head and you're like, put ice on it, and you're not really sure what why. You're doing it, yeah. But but as I have had issues recently, like with my feet, for example, when I was wearing bad shoes, I have remedied that problem. But ice, I just put ice on the foot. Yeah, Rachel has new. We call them uh oh shoes when Rachel makes a big mistake. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) When Rachel makes a big mistake, she forces herself to wear the uh oh shoes, and I don't like them. I was wearing shoes around the house for a little while because I, I just needed that extra support until my foot healed up. Yeah. And it it I think it really bothered you. <laughs> I think you were like, 
Shoes in the no, house? It didn't bother me when you were wearing shoes to help your body feel better. That kind of stuff I'm okay with. Yeah. Um, got some biofreeze in a couple forms. Other stuff probably works too. Yeah, I don't know about the biofreeze. It's hot. It's is a cream that goes on cool and stays hot. Is it's I mean it's like Bengay or you know. I never really used that. It's it seems, all right. It seems like like a weird potion. It, 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 I guess it is kind of a weird potion, but <laughs> like make, you'd buy it off of like a medicine wagon, like like here, this feels cold and hot. Right? No, I don't. I mean, it's not medicine. I would never go so far as to say that. But when I I guess when I make the skin feel spicy where it hurts, uh-huh. it distracts you from the from the hurting of it because now you're so spicy on your skin, which is not a pleasant feeling. But again, sometimes I got to just throw spaghetti at the wall. But messing with a foam roller too, which feels like a sort of nuclear option for when you have aches or pains because it's like is yeah, I mean, using one is also kind of a workout, which seems counterintuitive in a way. Um, How I, does it feel saying all of this out loud in order? <laughs> this is what I'm saying when I came out with this lit, when I was like preparing like, wait for a this. Minute, wait I was a like, minute. Wait a minute. I do have a lot when I am hurting. <laughs> I have a lot of ways of dealing with that, and I appreciate that. I like that I don't, you know, I'm feeling pretty sore right now. Just, it, I haven't done anything today. I'm just kind of pretty achy in my shoulder area. But I know as soon as we're done recording, I have like fucking six <laughs> or seven friends here on my speed dial that I can uh, hit up to come and help me out. The Avengers. It's the Avengers of muscle soreness, and I appreciate that, and I think everyone should have that in their life in some form. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be as extensive as this list, but, you know. Ideally, you wouldn't have any soreness at all. Sure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ideally, sure. Some people yeah. exist without soreness. I would love to meet one one day. <laughs> Can I steal you away? Yes. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think, I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghostwriter, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be... The same list as everybody else's with the Julia Styles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell? Uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain griffin yeah you know it's a shame what is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? <laughs> it's factor. 
These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> Factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With, I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. If you need a laugh and you're on the go, try S-T-O-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I. Hmm. Were you trying to put the name of the podcast there? Yeah, I'm trying to spell it, but it's tricky. Let me give it a try. Okay. If you need a laugh and you're on the go, call S-T-O-P-P-P-A-D-I. It'll never fit. No, it will. Let me try. If you need a laugh and you're on the go, try S-T-O-P-P-P-T-C-O-O. Ah, we are so close. Stop podcasting yourself. A podcast from MaximumFun.org. If you need a laugh and you're on the go. I'm Ify Wadiway, the host of Maximum Film. I'm Alonzo Duralde, also the host of Maximum Film. And I'm Drea Clark, yet another host of Maximum Film. Every week, we host Huddle Up. Usually with an illustrious guest. And we talk about films. We have film news. We have film quizzes. We answer your film questions. It's like the maximum amount of film talk. That's why we call it Maximum Maximum Film. Maximum Film, the movie podcast that's not just a bunch of straight white guys. New episodes weekly on MaximumFun.org. You want to hear my thing? Uh Uh-huh. My thing is the time capsule. Oh, yeah. Isn't it exciting? Like, I... This is one of those things that you can go years without thinking about. <laughs> On purpose. By design. <laughs> Intentionally, yeah, because yeah. that's true. It would, be, it would be shitty if you put a thing in the ground and it's like open it in 30 years and then for 30 years your every thought was. <laughs> it's today the day. Is today it? Man, those books are probably getting so moldy. Um, Did you ever have to do this? Yes, of course. Do you remember? Like, I feel like this is something I did in elementary school. Uh-huh. But I don't remember, like, did we actually put it somewhere? I remember burying a, there was like a whole thing at Ritter Park, which was like the park we grew up next to, where the city of Huntington uh, put stuff in the time capsule. And so every school, every class in like every school in the area got to like, because it was huge. It was like the size of like a freezer. Um, And they had to lower it in the ground with a crane. I remember all of this, but I don't remember what we put in. And I don't know if it's open yet or not. Yeah. Yeah, I I remember just being like totally fascinated with this concept. Uh, And it's a great exercise, I think, for kids because it really makes you kind of examine like what pieces of culture are most important to you. Um, And then also think about the future, like what is going to feel like significant. The term time capsule was first used in 1939 at the New York World's Fair. 
That's um, so dope. That It's so dope that this was ever such a remarkable light. Let's bury some stuff and wait. Well, so here's the thing. It has existed for a long time, even before that, but it was kind of first called a time capsule Okay. in 1939. Uh, the Westinghouse Electric and Manufacturing Company buried a cylinder on the fairgrounds to be opened in the year 6939. <laughs> All right, guys. What the fuck did you make this out of? A little optimistic, perhaps. 6939? <laughs> that I know. I know. I know. That's too far. They, I guess, were not aware of climate change and thought, like, we're going to go forever. Well, I mean... <laughs> I have to think that at some level of some level of superstition must have existed here. It just would... seems crazy to me. There's so many years before that that are also far away. Wicked, so many. Ten years is uh, ten years is like <laughs> that's a long time. Uh huh. I don't know if I'll make it. Ten sixty nine thirty nine. The cylinder contains a collection of seeds, microfilm, and newsreels, everyday items, and a letter from Albert Einstein. Okay. Do you I think when out? Do you? I mean, he could have written anything in there. Just like microwaves. Think about it. Just write "baba booey, baba booey." <laughs> Love Albert. Um, but yeah, as I mentioned, the concept of burying things uh, has been around. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, but burying things for future people to uncover. Okay. Um, I was thinking, my mind immediately went to like a pharaoh's tomb, but they probably didn't ever want that stuff to get dug up, if from what I understand. Mm -hmm. um, so some of the earliest American time capsules in 1876, um, there is a time capsule that was buried in the Massachusetts State House. Uh, it was opened in 2015, although it was not meant to be opened on a certain date. It was assembled by Sam Adams and Paul Revere. Oh, shit. And put into the cornerstone of the Massachusetts State House building. Um, it contained newspapers, coins, a medal with Washington's image, and a silver plaque reading this cornerstone of a building intended for the use of the legislative and executive branches of the government of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts was laid by His Excellency Samuel Adams, Esquire, Governor of the said Commonwealth. All right. National yes. Treasure 3. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this idea, this like cornerstone idea, like burying stuff in the foundation yeah, of a building, cool. like is is something that has been around. It's for like a in long War time. with Grandpa, how he hides marbles in every house he builds. I forget that you have watched that film. I don't have know you? if I. I don't think I watched the whole thing. No. Tell me again the context for that. You talked about hey, man, it. Be careful, because we'll. Go the rest of the episode. History has shown. <laughs> Once I pop, I do not stop. Okay. okay. Um, there is an international time capsule society, uh, which maintains a public database for time capsules around the world. Cool. Which I didn't realize. Um, I would love, what a cool life it would be to just sort of travel around the world to be at different time capsule openings. No, nah, I take it back. That would be a shitty life. <laughs> 
<laughs> sliding doors, man. Just, well, I just thought like it must be so exciting to be at a time capsule opening. What if you could have that experience every day of your life? But then I was like, nah, you'd get fucking bored with that really, really, really fast probably. And most of the time, like I've read about it and people are always really excited. Like in the articles I read, everybody's like, oh my gosh, we found this time capsule. It's going to be so exciting. And it's always newspaper clippings. And exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're never fun stuff. Exactly. Um, there are, uh, for example, time capsules in space. Well, okay. I would call those space capsules, I feel like. I mean, they still contain things from a certain time. How are we going to get those back, though? Are no, that's a good point. synchronous orbit? The Voyager spacecrafts one and two both carried time capsules. Uh, each included a golden phonograph record, which NASA says contained sounds and images selected to portray the diversity of life and culture on Earth. Yeah, I knew about those, but um, they know we're not going to get those back to crack them open, right? The the craft were sent into space to explore the outer solar system, and both are still working away over 43 years after their launch. Bye, but I'm saying if I put a piece of trash in the river, and then the river carries that trash out to the ocean, that's not a time capsule. I think, uh, I mean, we don't have to get into whether there is life out there in space, but maybe the thought was... It's not for us to find again. Well, I hate to crack open Fermi's paradox on our wonderful podcast, but it feels like if there is intelligent life out there, the odds of us just going bang and shooting some garbage out there and hitting it seems uh-huh. lim- seems small, seems limited. And Fair. the stuff we put in there is not garbage, obviously. There's great stuff in there. Uh-huh. But um, I don't know, just it seems like pretty unlikely that it's going to hit someone yeah that's going to be like mm, have you heard this record <laughs> new new mixtape from earth just dropped <laughs> um it has blues music and a whale actually i mean that honestly is part of it the sounds included greetings from humans in 55 languages and a variety of natural sounds like surf wind and thunder <laughs> cool um, which, you know, you can just get on your phone if you want white noise. That's a true. You don't yeah. even have to go into space. You don't have to go into space to hear <laughs> earth noises. Uh, so you can purchase your own like time capsule type thing, mm-hmm. um, off of many different websites. Um, the international time capsule society recommends that you decide on your capsule's purpose. You name your capsule. Okay. Uh, you select a retrieval date. Uh, secure items for storage, create a list of your inventory, select your location, have a sealing and burial ceremony, and then register your capsule with them. How do you make sure you don't accidentally capture like a virus in it that then incubates and then you crack it open in 6969 or whatever and people are like, oh, dope, there's old microfilm in here. This was totally worth the wait. Oh, what else is in here? The Spanish flu? Uh Uh-oh. Just saying. I read this Washington Post article from 2022 that talked about how this like interest in time capsules went up um, during the whole like COVID isolation period. We were all so fucking bored. Like we all got into scrapbooking, (laughs) which is basically time capsules. (laughs) Well, so you're in the middle of this historic thing and you're thinking like. I want to remember this feeling. Always. Sucks right now, but we should remember that. Yeah, I mean. A lot of people put masks in there, like, hey, there was a time when masks, not knowing, I think that masks are always probably going to be a thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, Anyway, time capsules. Time capsules, they're great. Super cool. I love love the future. 
6939. 6939. See you there. See ya. Hey, we got some submissions from our friends at home. Macy says, my small wonder this week is rearranging my room. I recently rearranged my dorm room and unbunked my bed, so now I don't have to climb on and off of it. That's huge. Um, I love rearranging a room. I never do it. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say. But, you know, I can remember very, very uh, clearly the times in, like, the house we grew up in when, like, we just changed where the couch was in the living room, and it was a total, it was an event. Yeah. My friend Ariel, I went, every time I would visit St. Louis, her house would be in a totally different layout, and I was very, like, impressed by that initiative, because it does. It can change the whole, the whole vibe. Uh, hey, Mitch says a bird bath is such a simple thing that is mutually beneficial to the observer who enjoys looking at birds and to birds who enjoy splashing around and preening themselves in a shallow pool of water. What an easy way to connect with nature and help our feathery friends keep cool on a hot day. I don't think I've ever actually thought about the function of a bird bath. Yeah, we had one at my house. I always thought it was like a very like nice courtesy. Yeah, but I don't know that I ever saw a bird take a bath in it. I don't know that I've ever seen a bird using a bird bath. Oh, I have. Oh, okay. It feels like a private moment. <laughs> you don't want to be some kind of perv. I don't want to be some weird bird perv. Um, that reminds me, one of my friends on Instagram has one of those like cameras, you know, yeah. and she will post videos of birds and sometimes raccoons and possums at her bird bath, and it's delightful. I'm going to do one of those for a bath, though, and it just have nasty, like a nasty... <laughs> Nasty sort of watch birds in the bath <laughs> feed for $10. <laughs> hey, thanks to Bowen and Augustus. For the use of our theme song, Money Won't Pay, you can find a link to that in the episode description. Thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. They got so many great shows there, like Judge John Hodgman and uh, Jordan Jesse Go, and so, so many more. All over at MaximumFun.org. We got other stuff happening at McElroy.Family. Links to... Live shows. Hey, if you're in New York and you want to come see Taz or Mabim Bam, uh, we're doing shows up there during New York Comic Con, and you don't need a badge for New York Comic Con anymore. They have rescinded that uh, that 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 qualification. Now, if you live in the area, you want to come see us, just get a ticket. Come see us. Yeah, I'm I'm fun. I'm going to be there too. I'm not going to be like doing anything on stage, but um, you know, I might I might, might do say some stuff for the con. Might say hi. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. I mean, I'll be there, you know, for for the people that I imagine have a badge. Sure, sure. But, uh, we're also doing a show in Philly, too. Uh, you can find all that info over at McElroy.Family. Got merch over at McElroyMerch.com. New besties stickers that are adorable that uh, I'm delighted by. So check those out, too. And we'll have new stuff in October. That's it for the show. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, Sorry we're a little bit late. Sorry, we're a little bit late. Rachel's been at the gym for 30 hours. <laughs> She's so jacked. It's amazing. Mm. Crush this coffee can. <laughs> can you do some foley for me on that? Yeah, sure. Crunch! <laughs>
Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.